Football fans, we are back for another Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Your hosts here, Tyler Rowland and Alex Clancy, ready to get you guys ready for the Week 10 slate in the NFL. We're talking the Thursday night football game. We got some big news stories as well. Number one, what is going on with Odell Beckham Jr., who is now a free agent? We're seeing four teams as clear front runners to acquire his talent and to use his services for the rest of the season. Me and Alex are going to talk about which team out of the top four contenders would be the best fit for OBJ and which team we just want to see him go to. Then we will break down and preview that Thursday night football matchup between the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins. Ooh, that one could get ugly. And then finally, we are midway through the NFL season. It is time to give you guys our mid-season awards. Who's the MVP? Defensive Player of the Year, Rookies of the Year, Coach of the Year even. So we got a jam-packed Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's roll. (laughs) You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are going to dive into the hottest story in the NFL right now, and that is the Odell Beckham sweepstakes. Before we do, got to remind you guys that this episode of the Locked On NFL podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get a tasty, affordable meal. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Also, want to thank you guys for making the Locked On NFL podcast your first listen every day. And if this is your first ever listen to the Locked On NFL podcast, make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. You can find the Locked On NFL, any podcast you want on the Locked On Network, anywhere you get podcasts, and always free. We know that Alex really, really hates paywalls. So uh, (laughs) he would tell you and remind you, and I got to make sure I do as well, that you can find the podcast for free on every platform. But let's dive into this Odell Beckham Jr. news. So right now, Odell Beckham is still a free agent. But on Wednesday, we started getting some rumors, getting some information come in about who are the top teams on his list. And right now, it appears that those teams are the New Orleans Saints, which is his hometown area, of course. The Green Bay Packers and some Packers players have been opining for his services. The Kansas City Chiefs, who are in need of a little bit of a a bump here in energy. And then the New England Patriots, who have seemed to come on strong later into the day on Wednesday, who need a a number one receiver. So, Alex, I guess the, the big question here going forward with the Odell Beckham Jr. news is, which team do you think would be the best fit for OBJ? I mean, yuck with the Patriots. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get right. it. Like, there's no... So, the best fit for this season or the best for, for longevity? Because if you look at the best fit for this season, it's Kansas City. It's always Kansas City. Because they need... Okay. You know, they need they need another head. Somebody else to take the roof to take the roof off the defense. Imagine mm-hmm. him being your, being your intermediate uh, route runner. You go, Travis Kelsey... OBJ, Tyreek Hill, sweet mother, get Mecole Hardman off the field. Like, I, I understand that 100%. And OBJ and will Josh go there for, Gordon. 
So, for yeah. sure. I mean, and OBJ will go there for $11 because he can, you know, win a Super Bowl. He's got paid a lot of money. Then he'll go get his cake right. in the offseason. The one that intrigues me the most because there's the most riding on it is the Packers. Because say it works and OBJ becomes the, the best number two, a younger version of what Julio Jones was supposed to be going to Tennessee, where it's him and Devontae Adams with Alan Lazard in the slot. That could keep Aaron Rodgers there. That could keep Aaron Rodgers happy. So it's not only this season. It's for Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, a career in perpetuity if it works with, with OBJ in, in, uh, in Green Bay. And he's used to the cold weather. I mean, he played in New York, and his ego is underground now because it has to be. So it would be, I think, perfect fit-wise for longevity purposes, Green Bay without a doubt. I wouldn't even look at New Orleans. They don't have a quarterback. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I, don't, I don't see New Orleans as a fit. I don't know why you would you would want to go catch passes from Trevor Simeon on a team in the Saints who is a, is a good football team, no doubt. But I don't think they're contending for a Super Bowl this year. I guess when we talk about longevity, do we mean Odell Beckham's career or do we mean the fit with the team and how long-term it could go? Because for me, if you're just Odell Beckham worrying about your career and your money going forward regardless of team, I think the Chiefs are the perfect team because they're going to put up, you know, they're going to throw the ball more than Green Bay. Green Bay's got two decent backs and they want to run the ball. So I think for stat accumulation, which rolling that forward into a bigger contract, I think the Chiefs make the most sense for Odell Beckham. Now, if the guy cares about winning, then I agree with you. I think Green Bay would be the best fit. I think he has the best chance to win and win big in Green Bay opposite of Devontae Adams. But could you really see a, a diva personality like Odell Beckham Jr. choosing to go to small town Wisconsin and, and play in the snow like that? I mean, Kansas City's cold in its own right, so I get that, but I don't know. That just seems like a, a strange fit personality-wise for Odell, but I think the worst fit overall, like we talked about, is the Saints. That doesn't make much sense to me, and other than him being from you know that area of the country and being from Louisiana and playing college ball there, I just don't see why. I think that's a courtesy to the area that he's from, to his hometown fans. Hey, you know, I love you guys. I'm thinking about coming to play from home, trying to get that public opinion back in the right direction for him. But uh, ultimately, I'm with you in general. I think the Chiefs and Green Bay are the best options. But with what we're hearing, the Patriots may swoop in there. What are your concerns about OBJ with the Patriots? I, I mean... Would you take Mac Jones or Baker Mayfield right now? I mean, I guess it's kind of a push. It's pushy. I'd have Even to say Mac Baker. Jones. You gotta say Baker, but Mac's been good. Yeah. I mean, they have a hundred wide receivers there. There's not mm-hmm. a defined role really for any of them. I mean, they're right. wide receiver one. Hunter Henry. Like you have Nelson Aguilar and and Jacoby Myers, and Kobe they Myers, paid a bunch yeah. and they paid a bunch of people that shouldn't have been paid as much as they were paid, except for probably John U. Smith and and um and Hunter Henry. They run the ball there too. Like that's a right. that's a Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson defense team. He's not going to be happy there. You think he wants to go right. there for the militaristic uh, uh, Bill Belichick? No way, man. Like yeah. to your Green Bay point, he will be lauded there. He will be yearned for there. So when he goes there, he's going to give Alan Lazard 100K for for number 13 and roll in and just I think Alan Lazard wears 13 and yeah. just yeah, yeah, yeah. balls out. Like that's the spot. OBJ has been a problem because he's never been featured on a good team. He was featured on a bad team. And then when Cleveland was good, he was out for the year with an ACL. So they looked at him like, we don't need him. They do. They did. They just didn't know how to use him. 
Aaron Rodgers can use me as a wide receiver. Like I, I give Aaron Rodgers a lot of crap because he's an egomaniac and I think he's a terrible, a terrible person a lot of the time with how no, he fit with perfect with OBJ himself. then. Well, I think that both of them understand that they could use each other. Aaron Rodgers right. could definitely use OBJ. I, if, if he hasn't texted OBJ at this point a hundred times, I don't know what the hell he's doing with his life. So. Well, he's probably doing his own research. But with that being <laughs> said, uh, we are going to move forward in today's show. We do have a Thursday night football game tonight to preview. It may not be the most enticing Thursday night football game of all time, but uh, we are definitely going to tell you everything you need to know heading into it. Before we do, got to tell you guys about the title sponsor of today's show, and that is McDonald's. They've proudly been serving communities since 1965. You may have heard of them before. Maybe. Just maybe. But either way, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get a tasty, affordable meal. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing that they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, and the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your re- uh, rest your rest your legs, uh, rest your legs, and refuel. Either way, McDonald's has been here for you. It's a great place to stop, get a bite to eat, and to reconnect with your favorite people. So, regardless of what the situation is, know that you always have McDonald's there for you, right around the corner, and it's a great place to refuel and reconnect. I don't know about you guys, but I'm loving it. Ba da ba ba ba. And when you make your way to McDonald's, you're probably going to have to use gas. And that's why I have to tell you guys about an incredible app called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or on Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and you'll get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents a gallon cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump ever again. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download that app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot make up to two, $300 a month in cash back. And here's the thing. There's no catch. The cash back goes right to your GetUpside account. And then you can cash out at any time to your bank account, your PayPal, or even an e-gift card like for Amazon. So download the free GetUpside app, use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the free, the free GetUpside app. All right, second segment, Locked on NFL Thursday. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Tyler Rowland, Locked on Titans. Titans had a big win since the last time we spoke there, Tyler Rowland. Um, thank you for making Locked on NFL your first listen every day. We appreciate it. It helps a lot. We like talking. Tyler likes talking. I do too. We like people watching us talk, even though I forget a lot of times that people listen. I'm just talking with my buddies. You know what I mean? Like, it's great. Obviously, it's without you, there would be none of us. So it's appreciated, but like we get into our weird zones where it's like, man, I knew people were listening. I probably wouldn't have said that out loud. Anyways, Thursday night. That's the greatest content though. (laughs) That's the content that people need. That's the content that people need. What we potentially don't need is to watch the Dolphins on prime time, but we're going to get to see it anyways. Um, Ravens go to South Beach. Okay. Two teams, two completely different trajectories. 
matching up on a Thursday night game that could get, as you mentioned, quite ugly very quickly. The Miami Dolphins offense needs a Justin Herbert. Their offense is terrible. It is not good. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Brian Flores is allowed, you know, defensive-minded head coach doesn't help. You need an infusion of some offensive firepower in there. Lamar Jackson is playing at an MVP level. Don't look at the numbers. It's not always about the numbers. They've had two double-digit come-from-behind wins, games that they had no business being in, coming back winning. He's He should be top three in MVP, right? right but he already won one recently, whatever. Tyler, give me a reason why the Ravens don't win by two touchdowns. Um, Lamar has been turnover-prone so far. This year, he's he's always had the propensity to to maybe turn over the ball a little bit, try to do too much. He, you know, in basketball, they call it hero ball, where, you know, guys go on ISO, he's just trying to do everything himself. And Lamar can do that sometimes. Uh, I mean, not a lot. The guy's a fantastic player. It's kind of weird to, you know, say bad things about his game when he's playing so well. And, um, you know, a guy who I think definitely should be considered for a second MVP award. But we're going to talk mid-season awards races at the end of the show. For now, I'm just saying, if the, the Dolphins' defense was really good at creating turnovers last year, they haven't been as good at that this year, and that's why they're not as good record-wise. As last. Turnovers are incredibly volatile. They vary year to year. It's not really something that's predictive uh, season over season. So the Dolphins' defense just isn't anywhere near what it was last year in terms of forcing turnovers, and that's why... They suck. I mean, you know, for lack of a better term, just to be blunt about the situation. But I think if the Miami Dolphins defense can turn into the Miami Dolphins defense of 2020 and they can force two or three turnovers early in the game on the Ravens to kind of change the way that, you know, either team wants to play, Miami might be able to stay pretty close. But right now, per betonline.ag sportsbook, uh, the Dolphins are seven and a half point underdogs. And for my money, uh, I don't think that they're gonna they're gonna be able to cover that. So I wouldn't bet that the, the Dolphins keep it within two touchdowns. But if they find a way to do that, it'll be because they're able to force turnovers. And what do you think this game actually ends up looking like, though? Yuck. I think it ends up looking like yuck. I mean, I can't look at one offensive player and be like, you know what? I trust that dude. Not one. Not right. one. Right. Um, they needed Justin Herbert. You know, they missed their chance. So so, so what happened was they look like – so Brian Flores comes in, okay? He has his team fighting. They spend a billion dollars on defense in one offseason. Like, oh, okay, this is, this is uh, the future. Brian Flores, right. Belichickian defense, overpriced. Xavier Howard gets paid, looks like the best corner in football, and then Tua Tungaviola is not a good NFL quarterback. So the interesting yeah. part about it is that nothing's interesting in Miami, and it's terrible. And it's not necessarily <laughs> Brian Flores' fault. It's like watching paint dry, watch them play, watching them play. And yep. sometimes it works. I mean, listen, good defenses win games all the time. They've kept games pretty much. I mean, they've kept teams to under 30 points a lot of games this year. But they're mm-hmm. putting up 11, 9, right. 17 points. You're not going to win that way. I think we've talked enough about this game. Ravens roll. Lamar Jackson rolls. It's going to be fun. Stay away from the line. Yep. It sh- probably isn't enough points from <laughs> betonline.ag. Coming up next, though, um, 
Tyler and I have found this little niche where our third segment is usually going to be about something fun, some fun, just topic that we come out through our cerebellums because we could talk about what everybody else is talking about. But why is that fun? You could look at anywhere else for that. We're going to give you our midseason awards, which is something that other people have done, but it's going to be fun. Not as well. Damn it. <laughs> See, we finished each other's sentences. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. Tyler Rowland locked on Titans. All that and more next. First, betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, if you want to go put a couple shekels on tonight's game, go to betonline.ag. It's easier than ever. They've got the most streamlined interface they've ever had. Basketball season, college basketball. I didn't realize how much I missed college basketball. And for all of right. you college basketball lovers, there are myriad, a cavalcade, a large sum of locked on college basketball podcast for you to check out on the locked on podcast network as well. Go to betonline.ag, use the promo code locked on when you sign up and you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Go to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On From basketball, football, NHL, college basketball, boxing, UFC, blah, 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 blah. You know what's on these websites. BetOnline is the best one. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, football fans, we are going to cap off this Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. Like me and Alex have said throughout the show, we are going to do our mid-season NFL awards. Very excited to dive into that topic. Before we do, got to thank you guys for making the Locked On NFL podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, we just told you where to bet. Now, where do you go to get advice? Well, that second listen can be the Locked On Bets podcast. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from handicapping expert Lee Sterling. So go to bet online, use the promo code locked on, get you a 50% welcome bonus. Then listen to locked on bets and figure out all the best games to use that free money on. But we're going to dive into these mid season awards. And this is something that I personally haven't done on wax at all at any point in time. So very excited to have this conversation. And the first one that we have to get into is the biggest award of them all, and that is Most Valuable Player MVP. And I don't really have a dog in the race for the team that I cover at this time due to Derrick Henry's injury, but Alex, I have a feeling that you might have an MVP candidate that you have seen up close and personal this year. So who is your pick midway through the year for MVP? Matt Prater. Um, the interesting part is, uh, we're drinking the Prater right here and, and that's the only stupid dad joke that I use. Um, I mean, Kyler Murray has shown that he's an MVP caliber player this season. Um, there are plenty of other names. Josh Allen's kind of waned a little bit over the last couple of weeks. Seems like they're kind of cruising, kind of drinking their own Kool-Aid, um, up right. there in, uh, you know, rural New York. There's, you know, there's the usual suspects. I think Tom Brady's the MVP. I just do. I think he's the best player in the NFL. I just at his position. He just is every year. He's shattering records. It's not about like everything he's done to this point. Sure. He's got a, you know, an AAU all-star team, you know, where he's the point yeah. guard. I mean, you've got everything. It would be a lot easier for a lot of quarterbacks if he had, if they had all the weapons that he did. 
with the coach, right. with, with, you know, Byron Lefters, with the offensive line, the whole thing. It just works. And the defense has been bad this year compared to what we're used to. But I think you'd give one and one A would be Kyler and, and Tom Brady at this point, even though they had a bad loss in, in New Orleans. I just think that they're, you know, through through 10 or nine weeks, that's where I'm at. What about you? I mean, so like if, if you had to pick one, who would it be? Well, I'm not I'm not picking either of those guys. Okay. Quite frankly. Uh I I I'm picking Lamar Jackson. I think it's Lamar Jackson, and it's for the reason that you're talking about. You talk about the AAU team. So Kyler missed a week. He's injured. Uh, Lamar has played every game. Lamar has 2,200 passing yards. He has 600 rushing yards. He's got 15 total touchdowns, and he's done it with one of the most injured teams in the NFL. He hasn't had Bateman. He hasn't had Sammy Watkins. He's only had... Hollywood Brown. He's only had Mark Andrews. They have no running backs. They have a ton of injuries on the offensive line. They've had a ton of comeback wins where the team is losing and Lamar brings them back at the end of the game. So I I am not a big Lamar Jackson like stand by any means. I'm not somebody who, you know, is constantly throwing him love. I think he has flaws as a player, but so far through this year, for them to be six and two, for him to be passing the ball the way that he's passing with what's been going on injury-wise around him and the games that they've been in and the stages they've been in, I would say Lamar Jackson is currently my NFL MVP, but I don't think uh, either of your selections are bad. When I was trying to narrow down my list, those three guys were kind of the people that I was most sold on. But moving down to Offensive Player of the Year, I honestly think after Derrick Henry's injury, this is pretty cut and dry. For me, it's Cooper Cup. 74 catches. 1,100 or 1,019 yards, 10 touchdowns. Do you have anybody else who you can at least throw into the pot other than Cooper Cup? Oh, all of the top draft picks in fantasy football have been terrible this year, right? So it's right. normally running backs, it's normally the dual threat running backs, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey can't stay healthy. No, I mean, because Cooper Cup is just shredding records. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. only other name just by and this is, I don't even want to say it. I mean. James Conner's got 11 touchdowns. Like, yeah, there's got to be think, some, yeah, just, he's been just a name. It's Cooper Cup. Right. He's shattering everything. Everything. Right. Even Debo Samuel is breaking Jerry Rice's first eight weeks. Yeah, record. Debo so, Samuel is probably someone who deserves to be mentioned for but sure. But I would put, I would still put James Conner over Debo Samuel. Like, the Cardinals are nine and one, eight and one, eight and one. Eight and, one. and James Conner has 11 touchdowns. That's a yeah, lot of great. touchdowns. So yeah. I know the yards aren't there with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's an absolute monster. You could probably say he's the midseason MVP, even though he's hurt, because we're just saying midseason. We're not right. to the second part. So he probably is the midseason MVP for what he's done for that team. But it's Cooper Cup because he's just yeah, he's unguard. He's the new age slot where he's an mm-hmm. outside guy. He's an incredible route runner. You have to be a great route runner to play in the slot. And he's just mm-hmm. he's always open. He's always open. It, it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, yeah, it's miraculous. And and moving to the defensive player of the year, I think this one, I don't think it's quite as big of a distance as offensive player of the year, but it, I mean, it definitely could be considered that for the Ooh. defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett. I okay. mean, he's got 12 sacks on the year. The Browns defense has been great. Now, outside of Garrett, as a guy who covers the Titans, I got to mention Kevin Byard. He's yeah. got 40 tackles, five interceptions a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, two defensive touchdowns, making big plays in the biggest game. He got that interception against the Colts to win that game, the pick six against the Rams to basically end that, start off the Jags game with a a fumble recovery for a touchdown when the Titans are coming off a loss to the Jets. I mean, Kevin Byard 
has been absolutely incredible, and he's creating touchdowns, he's creating turnovers on a defense that was considered one of the worst defenses in the league coming into the year. So I think that Miles Garrett is probably the defensive player of the year so far, and he'll probably win the award at the end of the day. But I think that Kevin Byard at least deserves some consideration in the conversation as well. Do you have anybody else in mind yeah, on defense? I do. I was thinking, I mean, TJ Watt's going to get some sort of recognition. Um, yep. Not all defensive touchdowns are created equal. Picking up sure. a fumble and running isn't, you know, exciting. What Kevin Byer did uh, to Matt Stafford, what he did to, like, the fact that he's always around the ball yep. from a non-cornerback, like, he's the eyes in everywhere, and he's got to beat on everybody. Mm -hmm. He must watch so much film. He's got to be in film so much, knowing all the tendencies yep. from everybody. I mean, Matthew Stafford threw one of the dumbest passes that turned into a pick six I've ever seen. It was Matt Shabian almost where Matt Schaub was the pick six king. Um, I'm going to say Trayvon Diggs. I mean, and the only reason yeah. why is because Dallas's defense was supposed to be worse than the Titans' defense. The Titans' defense was always supposed to be good. It just wasn't. They added Bud Dupree. He's good. You know, he's mm -hmm. got a bunch of sacks this year. I think he's got what? He's got almost double-digit sacks. I think he has eight or nine sacks on the year. So they added Bud Dupree, right? It was it was him. Yeah, yeah Matthew Judon went to you're thinking okay. of, you're thinking of Harold Landry though, who has nine sacks because Bud Dupree's okay. been dealing with injury. Yeah, but yeah, okay, I, get, got it. I get your overall point. The Titans but, have talent on defense. Yeah. And Trayvon Diggs has been the anchor. Like mm -hmm. interceptions are so much harder to get than sacks because you're so much further away from the quarterback. Like if we're talking right. just logistically speaking. He right. had, what, seven in six games? Like, that's not a fluke. And sure, they had a bad loss to Denver, but that's not on the cornerbacks. That's on the offense that's supposed to be leading the charge there. So I think I think it would be Trayvon Diggs regardless, um, just record-wise. And, I mean, output, I would take seven interceptions over 12 sacks any day of the week because it leads to a turnover. Turnovers are big. Well, yeah. all I will say is, just to counter you, I think while Trevon Diggs has made a lot of turnover-worthy plays, he's also given up a lot of big plays. And the yeah. deep touchdown to Tim Patrick was Tim Patrick burning Trevon Diggs on a double move. So he's kind of a, a double-edged sword where he'll take away the ball a couple times, but he'll also give up some big plays. So I'll lean with with Miles Garrett or Kevin Byer, but I don't think that... Uh, I don't think that Trevon Diggs would be a, a bad pick. The last couple ones, we'll get through them really, really quick because I don't think there's a lot of debate here. Jamar Chase for Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's got 44 catches, 835 yards, seven touchdowns. No doubt about it. M Micah Parsons as Defensive Rookie of the Year. 52 tackles, five sacks, 10 tackles for loss. Patrick Sertan at cornerback for the Broncos may have been second, but now... You know, he's injured. Mac Jones may be second in the running for Jamar Chase. If the Bengals continue to slide and Mac Jones leads the Patriots to a playoff berth, I think he could sneak in there. The last one that I wanted to mention, because I think the two front runners for this award are the coaches of the teams that we cover. Coach of the year, I think Mike Vrabel, the Titans far and away have the most injuries of any team in the NFL. They are seven players away from setting an NFL record in most players use in a regular season halfway through the year. Cliff Kingsbury on the other side has managed to make his team 8-1. and one. They should be 9-0 and oh if A.J. Green didn't... A.J. Green Bay, as I have been calling him, because he made that play for the Packers. If he didn't just forget <laughs> the play, the Cardinals are probably 9-0, and oh, and they won their last game without Hopkins and without Kyler Murray. So I guess uh, I don't know who should be the winner there, but I think Mike Vrabel and Cliff Kingsbury right now are clearly the top two options for coach of the year. Do you have any objections to those last three uh, awards? No. 
I mean, the fact that they came back and won that game against the uh, against the Colts was mm-hmm. was uh, with the pick six, the walk in pick six. Um, right. I mean, you know, no, uh, Tennessee has been very, very, and you know that they can win in the playoffs. What what they're going to do with Tampa with with Derrick Henry out? You're going to have to rely on Ryan Tannehill. He's going to be a fantasy darling with his legs and his arm for the for the last mm-hmm. half of the season. He'll have to be. I mean, Adrian, if Adrian Peterson could score six or seven touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just you just need touchdowns. Like you could throw right. the ball. Like they'll be fine between the twenties. Derrick Henry's ability to churn clock—that's what they're going to need when they go up. When they're up, you know, six points with three minutes left, and they need a sustained drive to win a game. So that's right. going to be interesting to see if it's Adrian Peterson. I mean, there are other names out there. Like Todd Gurley's out there. Like there are names out there of guys that have played in the NFL that you know that, that can that can churn clock, run the ball. That's not Jeremy McNichols. Yeah, I mean, Mike Vrabel's done a great job. He's done a great job for years. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a reality. He's definitely one of the more underrated head coaches and Cliff Kingsbury. You know, some people were talking about him being on the hot seat going into the year. So doing what he's done this year with the cart. Right. Right. And that was fair. I don't think that you were out of line to yeah. have that conversation, but either way for Vrabel to do what he's done with the injuries and then for Cliff Kingsbury to kind of turn the Cardinals around this fast and make them the best team in the NFL. Both those coaches are clearly at the top of the list, but that is our mid season awards. What an excellent episode of the locked on NFL podcast. Woo! We talked OBJ news. We talked the Thursday night football game that looks like it's probably going to be a stinker. But every time we think that, it turns into some kind of compelling game. So we will see what happens there. And then, of course, the midseason awards. But that's going to do it for us today. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Tyler Rowland, Locked On Titans. Check out our shows. Check us out on Twitter, at Clancy's Corner, at Tic Tac Titans. But more importantly than that, Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast. Be back with you guys tomorrow. Your boy Q, Chris Carter, breaking everything down for you as we head into the football weekend. But thank you guys so much for listening. We will catch you tomorrow.